Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to another episode, well, a new episode of the Something Else podcast. My name is Gabriella, also known as Gabby, and I am your host. And today I have a guest, one of my good friends here. He wants to remain anonymous, so we'll just keep it at that. This is an audio episode, so this is going to be a little bit different than the video episodes that we were uploading before, but the video will be back. It's going to be interchangeable now, so between audio and video. So a little bit of both for everyone. So today is going to be an exciting episode. It's a few days before Father's Day that we're recording this, so I really wanted to do an episode where we kind of just talk about fatherhood, manhood, and just kind of get into that topic just to have like a little bit of different perspective and thoughts on fatherhood and manhood. So how long have you been a father? Um, I'm going on 12 years now. About 12 years. Yeah, my son will be 12 next month. So when did you have your son? 12 years ago. And how old were you? I think I was probably like 20. Yeah, about 20. Oh, yeah, that's young. I think he came when I was like 21, though. But I started a process when he was 20. Okay, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. And did becoming a father change you in any way? Was like it a surprise or? Um, it definitely changed me, uh, considering where I came from. It definitely changed me. Uh, it gave me some type of perspective on life itself. So it changed me for the for the better, of course. And like, what's the best part about fatherhood? Uh, having someone to look up that looks up to you, and having someone that you can guide throughout life. And teach them, like, from your from what you've been through. You could teach them. So, do you see more of yourself in your son? Definitely. And what character traits do you see? Good and bad. Okay. <laughs> and so, how do, you, how do you teach him from your life experiences? How does um, that work? I talk to him. I came from, we probably... Being African American, we probably all been through this. I came from ass whoopings, just to keep it real. But I don't do that with my son. I talk to him like a man. Um, that's something that I didn't get. So I talk to him like a man. Everything he goes through, I talk. I talk through it with him. So I think that's the difference. So we know mothers have their responsibilities, fathers have their responsibilities. Mm-hmm. But what are some misconceptions that you think are prevalent about fatherhood that we just don't take care of our kids (laughs) or like we don't pay attention to detail like the mothers do and I think that's a misconception a big one Hmm, that's interesting I like that you pay attention to detail because some of these daddies don't know nothing right they don't know what the formula is between the simulac Right, but I mean, that's how we grew up, you know. Our mom always do the most. Our dad always do the concrete things. So mm-hmm. it's like, that's how we grew up. So, But me, I grew up with my mom, so I get the, I, I picked up on the paying, paying attention to detail. 
So that's why I can I can do that with my son too. So we know in society, there's a lot of different relationships. You have people who come from, let's say, a two-parent household, one-parent mm-hmm. household, co-parenting relationships, a marriage, whatever the case is. How do you or what advice um, or words of encouragement or knowledge would you give to people who are co-parenting with their children's mother? I would definitely say if you guys are co-parenting and you guys are not in a romantic relationship or not working towards a romantic relationship that should be what you should forget about i think that's the key part that uh causes the friction between mothers and fathers and that are our age Mm -hmm. and our age group they're focused on whatever happened while they were in an intimate relationship and that causes a barrier when they're trying to co-parent and I think that's a, that's the part that you just need to forget whatever happened you just need to forget about it it happened and you just need to forget about it cuz none of that none of that is beneficial to the child at all whatsoever I love that he was not there when you guys were going through whatever you're going through so he doesn't have to or she doesn't have to um experience or feel that while they're growing up. That's what I think. No, that's perfect. I love that because that's true because a lot of people try to still keep the relationship and still keep co-parenting. But sometimes, honestly, you're better off just being co-parents with a person rather than being in a relationship with the person. Right. And don't do it for the kids. Don't stain it for the kids. I know you love them kids, but don't do it for the kids. Because... I mean, mm-hmm. not to cut you off, but I mean, at the end of the day, you are doing it for the kids, but you got to do it the right way. Like, so what you're saying is don't stay in a relationship that's toxic or for that's, sure. that's, that's exactly. reached its end for the kids. But at the end of the day, you're doing it for the kids. So you have to be mature enough to move forward from whatever you guys went through and do it for the kids in a positive manner. Okay, I could take that. Yeah. Don't stay in that toxic relationship for them kids. Yeah. It's going to go buck wild. And then, and no, that just perpetuates ugly. toxicity. Right. Like they see you in a house arguing. Mm-mm, mm-mm. It's a no can do on that one. And we grew up on that. A lot of our parents did that, to be honest. A lot of our parents stayed together for years, waiting for the kid to turn 18. And it's just a no go. Especially if you live in a Caribbean household. Yeah, it's no go. Oh, my God. They're going to keep it going just to say they marry, even if it's hell on earth. Yeah. They are going to keep it going. And I'm praying for the day. The good Lord will free my Caribbean people <laughs> from the shackles of domestic toxicity. No, oh, for real. God. Dad sleep on the patio. Oh, my gosh. For years. Just just to say he was there for the kid. Come Damn on that. now. Oh, no. oh, my gosh. But, yeah, that's definitely a major takeaway. So... At what point did the shift happen for you? Because you said you had your son in your early 20s. Yeah. So what? at what point did the shift happen where you were like, okay, I really have to just become a man now and put whatever I'm doing to the side and just work towards being the best that I can be as far as a figure for my son? I'd probably say when I was like 23, 24. Yeah, like 23, 24. I just was like, man, you know what? I got to just put whatever I feel to the side 
and be there for my kid because at the end of the day, as a man, you got to lead. So in certain situations, you're just going to have to take the lead. The woman is not going to take the lead and be and be on some like, all right, let's just be let's just be mature about the situation. Da, 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 da. Like if you want to be petty, she's going to be petty right along with you. So as a man, you got to take the the first you got to take the initiative. And then most most of the time they'll follow. I'm sorry. It sounded like you said, as a man, you have to lead. Right. And then she'll follow when you take the initiative. That's a fact. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I heard that correctly. Uh, yes, that's going to be a sound bite. And how, what are some values that you instill in your son? Uh, respect his mother. And I was doing that even when we were going through whatever we were going through. I was telling him to respect his mother. Um. Cause I feel like that's very important, and that is, that teaches him how to treat women indefinitely. Of course. And then he had a sister, so then I teach him how to be a leader. Um, because he's the oldest out of the bunch, and I teach him how to be a leader. So I I tell him like, hey, all of them are watching you. They're watching what you do. So you gotta move, like you know that. So you can't be messing up. You can't be doing frivolous things. So I teach him that. So to respect his mother, to be a leader, and to follow his dreams. He likes sports. So I always try to support him in whatever he does. I let him know that he's special. So I just I just tell him to just follow his dreams. I always push him. So I think that will be three things that I, I instill in him. And... Oh my gosh, I lost the thought. I lost the thought. <laughs> okay, but yeah, for sure, I agree because kids are very moldable. Okay, I found the thought. So, how important is like spending quality time with your son and also expressing affection? To your son. And even for those who don't have a son or just have, you know, or if you have a girl, I think with boys it's very important because a lot of the time when people have boys, they tend to rough, 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 and there's not enough showing like affection and care and stuff like that. Um, At first, when I was younger, I was I was on some rough, rough, rough with my son, like no crying, none of that. And then. I got older and I started reading things and experiencing different things and I started expressing my my affection with him because I realized I didn't have that growing up and I didn't want him to grow up like how I grew up all rough and not know how to express himself. So I I do that with him to the to the best of my ability. So I do that with him. So what does that look like for you? I always tell him I love him. I give him I hug him. Um, I call him, ask him how he doing, you know, like things like that. I kind of want to get back to, well, you kind of answered it, but separating, cause that just kind of, you know, makes me come up with the thought that a lot of the times when it comes to fatherhood, people have a hard time, you know, interacting with their child and, you know, separating the actions of the mother from the child. But I don't interfere with what she does because that's her job to do how she do, how she does it. So I'm not trying to be his mother because I can't do that. So I st- I'm still his father, so I still have to be firm. 
Um, but I'm not so firm to where it's like there's no love there. Mm-hmm. So like I try to have like a balance. But where his mom, she tried to be firm, but the most for the most part, it's all love. You know what I mean? Of course. Nurturing and and, and love. So like I I have to be the one to instill some type of structure, some type of firmness. Okay. So that's the difference, I think. And do you feel like as a father, there's this pressure to constantly perform? Yeah, I mean, cause you're uh, like like I tell him he's under the scope. I'm under the scope mm-hmm. by him. So he's always watching. He's always watching. So yeah, there's always a pressure. You always gotta you always gotta be there to provide. You gotta be there to um have advice for him he's looking he's looking for you he's looking to you for most of the things that he needs in life as far as like guidance so yeah it's pressure but you gotta be built for that of course and as far as like community like how do you interact with like other fellow fathers do you guys ever like, you know, moms, moms are like, OK, I, I need a mom friend or my mom group or. I think with fellas is different. OK. Um, women always connect with other mothers and they create this little they, they create these they create these little packs. But I don't think men really do that because I think it's a lot of ego involved. So I don't think men I don't think men really do that. But if I got friends that are fathers, yeah, we talk about it. We definitely talk about it and um, and try to exchange advice, things of that nature. But for the most part, it's not like it's not like women. Yeah, women are different. In my in my opinion, it may be different in in another area, but for me, for what I know, for what I see, nah. Okay. I know women. It's kind of like more of a community of. It's kind of like even if you don't have kids, you're like. Girl, what's that lotion that you use? Or, you know, you asking for advice on different things. But, like, even with momhood, it's like you calling this mom friend and you like, what's the, the vitamins that you give your child and stuff like that? But with fathers, it's like you taking them to the game. Yeah. So, like, I, I think, like I said before, like, for, for women, they're more nurturing. So they're going to ask about things like that to for the child. But for men, it's more so like where your child playing at? What park he at? Who the coach over there? Like, something like that. You know what I mean? Just the basics. Yeah, like, things that we're supposed to be in charge of. You get what I'm trying to say? So, I don't want to say, it like, it's gender roles, but, hey, that's just what it is. That Yeah, that's the societal thing, of course. But, yeah, fatherhood is different, for sure. I remember yeah. when um, I was in middle school, and my mom was like working away from home and I was mostly with my dad it was like talking to him about certain things it's like I was just so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. I think starting early off and of course you correct me if I'm wrong because you have the kid and I don't but you know definitely starting early on in creating a space where your kids can almost come to talk to you about anything is so important yeah but they're still gonna choose who who they want to talk to about what. Okay, I think I could see that because because it's so crazy, right? I ain't grow up with my father, but I know him. But 
I'm more comfortable talking to my mom about something more than my dad. Of course. So, it, it's it's all like you say. It, it's all on who makes it comfortable, but you still gonna pick and choose what you want to talk to them about. Yeah, I think I have that. You know, duality. Having lived with like both parents, honestly, you really have to choose. If it's a certain kind of issue, I'm gonna tell my mom because I know she has a solution. You see, you choose. She's gonna make something. She's gonna <laughs> figure it out. But if it's like more like sympathy and you know just the coddle, I know I'm gonna call my dad. I could call him in tears, and I know he's gonna coddle me, like, "What's wrong?" But you know, the moms are more like, "Why are you on my phone crying?" And I'm like, "Girl, give me some." And it's so crazy. It may like it's like that. Being a female, you're talking to your mom. She's like, what you crying for? And if you're a male talking to your dad, that's what you're getting. What you crying for? But if you talk to your mom, she's going to comfort you. So it's, it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's different because maybe they see the opposite of themselves in their kids. Like, I mm. feel like, honestly, like with, that's going to be for another episode, mom and daughter relationships. That's another episode in itself. But... Even, like, when you, like, I think my mom sees a little bit of herself in me, so she's a lot more, it's, I want to say aggressive. Like, if I'm crying or I'm just going, it's, you, you're not getting no sympathy here. That's why I need to call my dad because I know he's going to coddle me. That could be true. She may want you to be a stronger woman. That ain't happening. I need coddling. Then she, then she, maybe she thinks she is. That That could definitely be true. I always say a lot of the time parents either see healed parts of themselves in their kids or unhealed parts of themselves in their kids. It's like a reflection. Mm-hmm. It's like looking in the mirror, you know, and it's worse if your child looks like you because then you're like, oh, this is me. This is real <laughs> me. <laughs> so but, when you, when you going to have some kids? Oh, we don't know. My ring finger is still empty. Oh, so you went to get married. Yeah. And then uh, we'll see what we can do if we have the capacity. And this is another thing about parenthood, now that you brought that up. Um, Me and my friend were having a conversation today, Mm -hmm. and I have to emphasize this. Kids are, like, not dolls. Kids are not dolls. They're not pets. They're people. They're human beings. They have their own experiences. And I was telling her this, and I said, a lot of the time – People enjoy their kids till about one years old. They like to dress them up and say, my mini me and take pictures and Easter. And and that is all great. And that's a way to show love. But this is an actual person. Mm-hmm. And like, of course, you'll notice like when your a child begins to gain their motor skills and grow up a little more, they start to tell you things like, no, and I don't want to. And they walk away from you. Mm-hmm. My niece is two years old. And what did she say to me the other day? Leave me alone, Gabella. And she turned around on her iPad, two years old, and doesn't have all her teeth. I was shocked. Yeah. And. You got to let the kids express themselves, though. That's true. But I'm saying just like the general concept. Kids are. You, I feel like sometimes you have to be like in a mental space. You're never going to be fully ready. But sometimes you have to be in a mental space to intentionally start going into that, that role. Because they feel, even as a young baby, they can feel their circumstances if it's not healthy or, you know, if it's tight. I mean, ideally, yeah, but I wasn't. I just I just made the decision, like, yo, I want to have a child. Because the way I was living, I just, 
I wanted to have a child, so I was like, let me let me make this decision. Even though I was young, I didn't know what I was doing. I thought I knew what I was doing, but I didn't know what I was doing. But as you go, what I can say, as you go on, being a parent, you learn as you go. Of course. That's what my friend said, too. She said, you know, you just have them and go along for the journey, but I'm too scared to be having them and then going along for the journey. That's what you're going to have to do regardless. Well, that's true. But I, I feel like an immense amount of pressure, I guess, honestly, because of the way that I kind of grew up. Like, having a two-parent a two parent. You think your parent them, wasn't going as they go? They were going as they go, and that's by the problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. They were going as they go, and now we fought Because And then you're not the oldest, right? No, I'm not the youngest. Exactly. So this this is what makes it crazy. They raised one a certain way, and they analyzed how they raised that one. And then when the second one comes, they raise it a totally another way. So they're learning as they go again. And then let's say they have a third one, they change it again. So you never really have the blueprint. You don't. You don't. I just, I don't know. As time goes on, I could, I love the kids. I love kids. And I love seeing my friends with their kids. But I need a few more like years to think uh, yeah but you still not gonna have the answers you're not gonna have the answers you know it's like it's like having a job you could watch somebody do it all day you could watch somebody do the job all day until you get in that position and it's like hold on i didn't see them do this now you got to figure it out yeah it's just like that true. at least for me answer your question at least for me at least have that solid i just want to be married we'll figure it out because i feel like even i don't think being married is gonna make it easier it's not gonna make it easier but you have at least that'll please your uh spiritual aspect the spiritual aspect of it (laughs) at least you have like someone to bounce your ideas off like maybe he has you know certain remedies that he could say because me what if he don't what do you mean? What if he don't, sir? What if he doesn't? Like he don't got no remedies? Yeah. You married, but I don't mean he know how to take care of a child. So what if he doesn't? What you going to do then? You got to join one of the mommy packs. He going to have to join <laughs> one of the daddy packs. Because wait a second now. This is a 50-50 project. It is. But you guys are both learning as you go. As well. that's, what, that's, the, that's what I meant by that. Like you, Nobody knows. Nobody knows, even our parents. Like that's why they always tell us to give our parents grace because they didn't really know what was going on. That's true. They were learning as they go. So, and it's the same. That's true. That's so true. Even now, like as I'm older, my parents are like into their sixties, and I'm like, dang. Like you really, you really look at them, and you're like, wow. Now I see why I'm the way that I am. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you see them for. And it's like you subconsciously pick up on these traits. Yes, yes. Like I'm like, wait a second. Oh, that's why I do that. Like you really start to see yourself and your parents, and it mm-hmm. it humanizes them. Cause I would say, like growing up, you kind of are blind to the concept that your parents are people. You're blind to the concept that they have flaws and they can fall short. You know, like, of course, you know, when they're mad or they're angry when they did something out of play. But when you're when you're older and you've learned life, 
then you can see, oh, it's real out here. Mm-hmm. And people have real experiences. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I would say about that. Um, Father's Day is coming up. It's mm-hmm. in a few days, of course. And if you could give one piece of advice, one word of encouragement to the fathers out there, what would you say? Don't turn your back on them kids because they ain't asked to be here. Don't do that. Like, try your best. I know we don't have all the answers. Our fathers probably wasn't there. Our mothers probably wasn't there. But if you make the decision to have a child, make sure you're there. Because they ain't asked to be here. And they don't deserve to have that void because... Sometimes people don't come back from that, from that void. That's John 316, (laughs) and that's the Bible. That's not John 316, but you know what I'm just saying. But, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's a really good word. That's a really good word of encouragement Mm -hmm. because, honestly, I don't mean to open it back up again, but some people really cannot recover from that. Yeah, some people don't. And, And, you know... You know, you just don't want to be. The Some people hold that grudge for years, for yeah. forever. For years. And they just can't recover. You know? And some people get through it. Some people, it, it gives them fuel to be who they are as far as, like, if they're successful or anything like that. It gives them that fuel. But then some people, it just they just can't do it. It just crippled them. Like, dang, why me? You know? So you yeah. don't want your child to grow up like that. So. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to cut that, upload that. But. Thank you so much for coming on. No problem. I appreciate you. I know you do. Not too much. (laughs) (laughs) But guys, um, this episode is going to be on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. It's audio only. Um, Follow us on Instagram at the something else podcast. I am trying to get back into the swing. And the swing has been swinging, but um, I'm definitely going to be uploading some more episodes. Thank you guys for tuning in, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.